0: Hello everyone and welcome to this Eat, Talk, Sleep uh, podcast where we talk about Christian issues that are affecting the church today, the present and perhaps the future. With me, as always, are the gang of Josh and Ryan and today we're going to be looking at discussion which is all about a celebrity Christian culture.
1: So, Christian celebrity culture, uh, this idea that, I don't know, we just worship a lot of people uh, other than God, and yeah, we put people, Christians, on pedestals that only God should be on, uh, and that in that sense, we're often no better than the rest of the world who idolise football players, uh, TV presenters uh piers morgan maybe maybe not i don't know um singers politicians <laughs> i don't know you name it someone somewhere worships them uh any any public figure basically um except boris johnson
0: <laughs> Got he's just putting all these people in the background isn't he <laughs> sniping away at people um I mean, certainly. I mean, the issue of semi-culture that world certainly has. Uh, I mean, think like Ronaldo, Messi, those kind of things. Uh, pop singers. Oh no, it's certainly gone to the church, isn't it? It's been in the church for a long, long time. Um, and it's not just just the charismatic movement. It's also the reform movement. Christians in general have this issue, don't they? It's all I of us. Two yeah. of us. Yeah,
1: it's not. It's not the system either. It's not. Um, it's not just the church in some far off sense this problem starts right here with uh you michael and you brian and me <laughs> uh and yeah you know, all of yeah. us we're all, we're all kind of complicit in this because you know all right we may not go out um wearing
0: mac t-shirts um oh uh, josh i got my got mine on <laughs> i'll just go get mine ah uh, shame you know but...
1: or, or like you know paying 200 to have a vip dinner with the gettys but, you know, we, we all, I don't know, we all have our favourite pe- preachers. We all have, like, you know, the kind of speakers we love to hear and the people we rave on about. Uh, and I think all of this, you know, all right, may, may be well and good. You know, this like, the Gettys are amazing. John MacArthur's pretty cool. Uh, you know, there are a lot of great speakers and writers and preachers out there. Um, but are we, are we giving them a bit too much airtime? Are we giving them a bit too much of our heart and are we not following them as they follow christ which was what paul said but mm-hmm. are we following them just because they say certain things uh, and and here, here's an example from a very you know one of one who many call the greatest preacher of the 20th century dr martin lloyd jones in certain reform circles there's often a thing well the doctor said this or, yeah the doctor said that and if he said that, well, he must well be right because, uh, you know, he's the doctor, you know, and he's, he's almost held in reverence in awe, like he's he's some deity. And
0: I think the same as well, I think, for Spurgeon. Mm-hmm. I think Spurgeon's another one, you know, he's like, oh, Spurgeon said this, oh, Spurgeon. And he, they he said kind of a lot of good s- stuff. Exactly. Like, like,
1: yeah, both these guys are, are absolute heroes, heroes and legends to me. Uh, but do I, you know tribute to them a little bit too much yeah you know, what do they have that they haven't received from god
0: i just like just jump on that as well just very quickly what uh josh is the sense of you've got also the thing that you know foreman also you've got the puritans as well which people jump like like to like to like idolize as well as like the movement as the the greatest like uh christians in england especially in the 17th century um you've got I mean, they kind of were but yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> but you kind of got the, the, that as well going on, so especially in the form circles, we like to look back a lot. We like to look back a lot and idolize mm. history. No, I'm a historian and mine's a historian as well. And history's a lot to tell us, and it is great. And these guys should be looked at, and we should look at them and we should study them. But but they're still people, they're still people, and they make mistakes a lot in their past, a lot in their histories. Mm. I mean, things that like Spurgeon said in some of his commentaries, you think actually. I'm not sure. You can say that's fake. Yeah, the um, guy probably
1: needed to take him down a peg or two. But, I mean, amazing. Yeah, I love him. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, Ryan, you? anything you want to add to what we're saying?
2: Or well, detract? <laughs> if we look at, you know, the greats um, in the revival, Whitfield, Wesley's, mm, yeah. um, Jonathan Edwards, Spurgeon, um the list goes on they're all put into their position in ministry by god and it's god who's in control of what they're doing Mm -hmm. their ministry has been ordained by god The, the the one who should be glorified behind this is the lord and that is the most important thing we have to understand why you know with mark with lloyd jones people um, you know there's people who keep waiting for the next lloyd jones or maybe in the past people were seeking the next spurgeon or the next charles wesley mm. but then we take our eyes off the one who's ordaining that yeah and that's very important
0: uh, can i say something as well do you know do you know what? i often hear prayers sometimes I often hear prayers, I that doesn't make any, but, it can make any sense but anyway i often hear prayers People say, oh, can you raise up another Wesley? And it's like, why don't you ask God to use you as well? It's it's weird, it's, 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 yeah. it's interesting mm, in that regard. Yeah. And it's also, uh,
1: you know, we want, we want big, we want, you know, some amazing figure to lead us. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. We're, we're like the Israelites in the Old Testament when they were fed up of being a direct theocracy and they wanted a king like all the other nations. Isn't that us today? You know, we want, you know, because God isn't, isn't visible, not in a bodily sense, So don't we want, you know, a leader we can look to, we can aspire to, uh, someone who can lead us and fight all our battles for us? You know, so in a sense, I don't think we're any better than the Israelites were. You know, we are maybe worse because, you know, we have their example and we should know better. We have a book that tells us to be better, yet we still fall into this same hole as as they did.
0: I think it's two Corinthians, I think, where Paul says to them that things happened to Israel and were written down for our benefit. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. we, we often forget that, and we often go, "Oh, they right. That's the Old Testament." We we'll forget about that, but they're so relevant. You're so right. They they wanted to they wanted to see a person on a the throne. They wanted, they wanted to see a visible image uh, that they could kind of look to, and that's what we. That's why we put people in pedestals, don't we? Because we want someone that we can mm-hmm. kind of you know follow and and, and and whatnot. But as Ryan said, all of these people are being put in place by God the one who is above it all and we should look past the human facade we should look past the the person but onto the one who put them there which is christ which is which is the lord which is the trinity and that is crucial that is crucial because i think we often do forget that by by worshipping the person by saying "Oh, doctor said that actually don't you remember that it was it's, it's Surely it's more likely Christ said it through the doctor. Or well, God spoke through him at that moment. It wasn't him, it was actually
1: yeah.
0: God. And that is the danger. You mm. take the eyes of Christ and onto man.
1: Mm. And I think it's dangerous. I was at a, a youth, a Christian youth conference one time. And unlike you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it isn't actually. But there we are. Anyway, I was at this youth conference and you know, the, the speaker came up. I mean, he was a very humble guy, but he said, I'm sorry, you've got me. You were meant to have Sinclair Ferguson. And as he said those words, there was kind of a, Ooh, through the through the, the, you know, the audience, everyone was like, oh, well, we could have had Sinclair Ferguson. And uh, the guy was like, I'm sorry, but you've ended up with me. And I, I was I was livid because I was like, well, we've come here to hear, you know, God's Holy Spirit preach to us. We we don't I don't care you know what vessel, what utensil he uses. I just want to hear you know God's word expounded and, and preached. Mm-hmm. Um, and here we are, you know, again falling into that same trap, putting the man on the pedestal. And Sinclair Ferguson is a is a great man, a you know, great man of God who's been greatly used in speaking and in writing. Um, but that's that's just yeah it's just we've got it we got it so wrong, right? Um, anyway, I have a question for, for you both. And that question is how do we deal with? Well, should we have Christians in high-profile positions? You know, given that you know pride is is always such a problem, always has been, always will be such a problem. You know, how how can we put uh, or, or should we put people in in such such positions? You know, and have have these kind of leaders.
0: I I'll go first, but I don't know Ryan's going to say this as well. But I think it's going it is inevitable because of the world we live in, the globalised world we live in. I think people are always going to be, someone somewhere is going to be on a, on a somewhere, because the world we live in. And if it, if it was true in the Victorian era, or in the 9th, 17th century, how much more so is it in a world where it's so much easier to find your favourite preachers and to look them up and to then share them with other people and share them with other people and so forth and spur them down the control? i think it's inevitable people go to what they like to hear uh but is it right i think the big problem is is that your eyes get taken off the local church onto a global church (laughs) yeah i think i mean ryan i think i know that you had to say about that earlier so
2: well yeah the local church should be our focus you should be attending your local church you should be serving your local church um faithful bible preaching church i'll caveat there very importantly but also i think in an age of social media and where we can access things um it's both a blessing in so far that we can look things up and you know there is great you know we see the sin conference ministry run by keith getty and kristen getty um which is designed to equip the local church and is designed to, ha- to you know, I think they put out an email about um, equipping your local church and singing in your local church. Uh, but we also need to remember that those pe- those men who are preaching in our local churches are just as, just, uh, actually, if not important, if not more important, there we go if not more important you know just because the gospel's not being preached in a big stadium like Billy Graham used to do doesn't mean it's not powerful you know revival starts in our local churches revival starts at the grassroots level yeah um and that's very important because just because there's a lot of numbers um You know, often we can have this kind of rose-tinted image of Charles Wesley going around preaching um, in fields and preaching to masses of people. But what we don't realise is it's the revival was starting in local churches. There's a lot of preachers we have never, ever heard about who were instrumental in the revival. A lot of local preachers, local men, we've never heard about. The only reason we've heard about Wesley, the only reason we've heard about Whitfield... Uh, Is what they've written, especially the hymns that we still sing to this day. But also the fact that their accounts are contained within the historical record. There are many great men in our churches who we we ourselves, as we give this podcast today, don't know what they're doing.
1: Definitely. But they're
2: doing yeah. great work, which has been ordained yeah. by the Lord. Yeah, the, I just, Lord. I, the Lord
1: knows. Sorry, Michael, I was just going to say quickly. Reminds me of the widow with her two two small mites. You know, Christ elevated her. You know, who 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 does God value the most? Does He value the people we you know we seem to value? You know, we seem to ascribe more value to you know a great public speaker, a great preacher, someone who sold a million books or something. But mm-hmm. you know, who does you know who does God exalt and who does God delight in? Yeah, sure, He He will delight in in those people. You know, if they do, you know, when they're doing good stuff. But like, you know. I, I think it's, it's it's the you know it's the poor little widows of this world who you know he takes most delight in. Can I say that?
0: Yeah, I think I think I think I think you're both spot on in that. And I think as well, just to add something to what Ryan was saying though, very quickly, is that Christ and well, Christ is in our local churches. He gathers with us when, when, when we gather together, and the Spirit speaks through the, the, the minister. You know maybe they don't have the great etiquette as you know the celebrity privileges do, but God works with them God mm-hmm. works with them, and God loves them and God has put them in that pu- pu- place for that for a p- purpose and they need our encouragement they need our help they need us to to, to 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 be there to get involved and help out um to 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 sit there and be be taught by by biblical biblical truths. If the pastor is faithful, of course, there's pastors mm-hmm. out there who aren't faithful and whatnot. That's a whole different story. Aren't they all into. right? In,
1: but in sometimes in smaller things, um, but sometimes in bigger things.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I, oh. I, I you know I, I was talking about you know in terms of preaching, you know, in terms of seeking the okay. Lord's guidance in preaching. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are churches out there which don't preach truth, and that's a whole different kettle yeah. of fish. But you know, a local faithful church, the minister, I have a congregation of 10, 15 people, but God blesses them he loves he loves them and for, in some ways god doesn't care about the numbers he cares about the hearts those who are there mm. and i think that's crucial you know yes that that, that person might have twenty thousand at at stadium and you know people listening to him but first of all is he speaking the truth mm. he's speaking is he speaking Is he speaking he's speaking muchly um and really, God loves that person as much as He loves that pastor in that small church, and He uses him as a as as, as in wondrous ways as well. And we we always remember that, I think.
1: Okay, so so we know so we know that you know God obviously has called you know certain men to, to be part, you know, some to be pastors some to be teachers some to be elders deacons etc yeah you know, we're we're all I suppose we're all we all have a calling in life, but like how. Mm. How do we ensure that pride doesn't become a problem for for our for our local pastor or for you know the kind of bigger fish or the, the big wigs uh, in in the evangelical world that we kind of look up mm. to? Well, here's a here's a you know maybe slightly different way of putting that same or similar question: Should you call your lo- you know your local pastor? Should you call them pastor? Should you call them pastor John or pastor Dave or whatever?
0: Well some congregations do put the pastor on postals that is true and you know a pastor said this pastor said that you know can't disagree with the pastor he is the he is the voice of god you know he's kind of stops here. <laughs> exactly and i think that attitude is dangerous because if yeah. that, if that if that pastor falls for any reason then the whole church is is well
1: they've built their foundation on their pastor instead of building their foundation on christ
0: exactly and that's a problem. Do you know what the, the, the common theme here is? Is That once you put your ideas on man, your eyes are taken off quite quest. This is the theme mm. always.
2: And yeah. I'll tell you a story on this about a local church that got decimated because of this. So a church, well, actually it was a church I was christened in when I was, I'm um, sorry, obviously if you've heard our books before and from an Anglican background, And there was a minister um, He's since gone to be with the Lord. Um, And the congregation, it seemed, worshipped him, not the Lord. And in something like 2008, he left. He had a call to leave Berries St. Edmunds and go elsewhere in Suffolk. And what happened? Well, many of the younger congregations followed him to his new church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Others others mm. then went others then went elsewhere um, and then what was left was the majority of the older congregants um, and I went to this church um quite recently, and aside from various other issues related to the Anglican <laughs> church, you could see what happened when you. Put all your trust in a minister, in in the vicar. You know, this is quite a common theme, and not in the Lord. You know, because I, I attend a church in Colchester now where they've been without a pastor now for about 18 months, almost two years, but the Lord continues to bless and uphold the church. This is the most important thing. Yeah. The Lord will not let the gates of hell prevail against the church. The Lord will uphold his church. It's not... his under shepherds are there to lead and to counsel and to preach the word but it's god who's upholding that and if you put your faith because essentially what you're doing is you're putting your faith in the leadership not in god and Mm -hmm. that is where we can see it's quite damaging because pastors do move on they are called to move on and that can lead to
1: it also, it also opens that those those pastors or those leaders up to to bigger problems i mean we've all seen the fallout from ravi zacharias um mm-hmm. you know and a bit more closer to home perhaps uh, jonathan fletcher you know, within the church of england he was uh, another one uh convicted of one of these can be convicted but uh, you know guilty of it seems of, of of sexual abuse you know and there's there are all these scandals rocking the church you know there was um you know, another, another man, uh, Ian Campbell, uh, out in the Outer Hebrides, you think you know, what harm could possibly happen out there? You know, it was one of the most spiritual places in the British Isles. Uh, and yet he, you know, he had a series of extramarital affairs and uh, led so many people astray and, and ended up uh, committing suicide. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like, how, how can these things happen? Um, well, you know, it, I, I suppose it just starts with, we putting that that pastor or that man or that woman, you know, whoever they might be, on a pedestal, and you know, not holding them accountable, not um, you know, rebuking them and challenging them when you see their faults, uh, not you know, going back to scriptures and checking what they say lines up uh, with the scriptures. Um, you know, we but we all have a role to play in this.
0: Um, yeah, I completely agree with you, Josh. <laughs> on that as well i think it's it's the thing that we i think we we going we to get ahead we, we, we must treat the pastor position with respect mm-hmm. we should never put it above the authority of word the word which we should, we should put it above christ uh they are the under shepherd not the shepherd you know the shepherd is christ he's the one we looked at he's the one who is a good shepherd looks after us he's the one who feeds us and it helps us the people in password on the shepherds their job is to to care to look after to to point us towards the, the shepherd that 's their job yeah like, I think we it's... all need
1: to read ezekiel thirty four because uh, <laughs> there the Lord um, bashes all those false shepherds, all the false under shepherds, all the leaders of Israel mm. who have not been leading in the right way, uh, and obviously also points to you know the one true shepherd
0: i I will say this as well um... You know, we mentioned John MacArthur, I mean, Tim Keller and all these kind of people, you know, who are the celebrity passers in the reform movement? And I think, you know, the danger a lot of times for, 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 for us is to look up to these people. I think the, a big danger, however, is when these celebrity passers know their celebrities and then use that power. Yeah. And oh, that I think is, is extremely dangerous. You know, when they manipulate the congregations, when they, yeah. they they use social media and platforms to make themselves look big. I mean, I'm thinking of online um, people here. You know, the elevation. I mean, Stephen Furtick is a huge one of this. I mean, it's kind of creepy, actually. Some things are coming out of that place. You know, you go to Hillsong, you go to Bethel, or you go to you go to mega churches. Kind of a kind of atmosphere where these people clean know. The people uh, young people especially look up to them on their music and then and because and, and i think in the old days the pastor was the one position that, that was that was uh, put on the pedestal i think today in our generation especially the pastor yes but i think more so the worship music worship pastors uh are seen as a greater a greater position than the pastor which i don't understand but there we go um and these, these people know that and they they deliberately use this to mislead mis- mis- people so I think we need to be careful ourselves, and we don't get drawn into the flashy lights and to the 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 kind of the the the, the glamour of it all, and always yeah. keep our eyes on Christ. If these people are singing songs, if they're preaching sermons that aren't Christ crucified, then we've got to get away from that. Um, if you think a per- one a person particular has is you know. I don't know. If someone starts calling themselves a apostle, for example, you've got to get away from them as soon as possible. <laughs> they aren't like, right. They're, they're dangerous people. And the big problem is is that they have a following. Just because someone has a following does not make them scriptural. Just because they have got a big number does not make them scriptural. I think problem with celebrity Christianity is that we see they've got ten thousand people. They must be biblical. God's blessed them. That isn't true. Actually, the devil loves to do trick to trick Christians. Yeah. We also have to, have to be careful that way as well. You know,
1: careful there careful there, there are many many in our age in our day and age who would seek to lead uh, even the elect astray right <laughs> well exactly that's scriptural it's scriptural but, yeah i mean when you see when you see someone like rabbi zacharias you know fall astray and you know many you know many of my you know close brothers and sisters in christ you know struggle struggle with these these questions because they, you know they've they've learned a lot through leaning on these people but you know we have to remember that our faith isn't in Rabbi zacharias or josh harris or you know any one of these these figures um carl lentz you know it's our, our faith is in is in christ and in him alone and ultimately you know we know that we're all sinners and even you know the best of men are men at best right
0: yeah 100%. so
1: let's let's fix our eyes on christ
0: exactly eyes on christ and you know don't even the greatest, greatest Christian in the past as well has their faults. Dresley's had their fault. Whitfield's had, their, had his fault. Um, I mean, it takes someone like John Owen or, you know, even crazy like Cromwell, they all have their faults.
1: <laughs> well, Cromwell probably more than <laughs> most, but
0: we are. Exactly. Well, I think, I think Cromwell's a, 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 a good example of all this. You know, yes, he clearly loved God. We, there's no doubt about that, I guess. don't think.
1: Yeah.
0: But he clearly has faults. The cool role, the fact, is they're not hidden. Now, that, his fault, you can see in, our, in many other Christians mm. throughout life. Um, no one's perfect. Yeah, no one, I no think, one's I think, spotless.
1: I think the worrying thing is the when, Christ. you know, there seems to be a man who is seems like he's perfect. You know, there's no, there's no faults. There's no visible fault. You know, like the, all the people we've been mentioning, you know, very often their faults are pretty evident. You know, a lot of pastors I know, you know, you, you, you see that they are sinners yeah. and they kind of, in a sense, they don't hide that, that fact. They are kind of um, not sin, you know, not sinning, you know, open, openly and boastfully or anything like that. But they're just, you know, they're they're humble and they're contrite and they you know, they share their struggles um, and you know they even apologise when they get things wrong and when you know if they've sinned or done something wrong in front of the whole whole congregation. Surely they need to also apologise before the whole congregation. Uh, you know, and I think those those are the signs of a, you know, a good, godly, truly humble uh, leader.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I uh, mean, Any any thoughts, Ryan? To
2: I, I think one thing again, humility is very important. Uh, mm. But also, when we we think about, um, it's about being real. I think linked to that, it's about being real and being raw, and that we see that in the Psalms. We look at what david wrote if we if we look at psalm 51 if we if we look at but not just psalms of david but if we look throughout the zolta we see psalms that are very direct and honest about and many are written by levites many are written by priests who are being honest about the situation mm-hmm. i think we did psalm 119 over a number of weeks i think and um but then we get to the end of it and it is a levite um coming in repentance and the lords unto shepherds are are like us you know they 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 but they have been given commission to serve the lord in a certain place at a certain time in a certain position um
0: And
2: and the and that is i think if we go back if we think about well I know in my own experience in the CV. E, there were people being pushed into or, ordination when they shouldn't have been. Mm. To the point, I actually left the church because they were pushing me in that direction. Because it wasn't, I for me, I wasn't, feel, I didn't feel called to do it and was not in the right place spiritually at the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, we thank God's providence in, for that, in that But for some people, they, you know, they they feel called to go into ministry Mm -hmm. Um, or they they do it for the wrong reasons or they're they're not acting on a call. They're doing it because they feel they have to or they are getting pushed into it. Mm -hmm. Look at what happened to the founding church and Sovereign Grace. I think we talked about it earlier where someone gets pushed into ministry very young
1: and now has renounced their faith. Mm. yeah i mean you, you you know you look at 1 timothy 3 and like the qualifications and requirements for overseers for elders you know for leaders within the church and they're very they're very strict you know there's yeah. no <laughs> you know like paul's holding no punches there you know like they must be this they must be that above reproach and you think who who's above reproach uh you know but like these are such very high callings um, and who who's doing all that calling uh what's well, not the church um it's not individuals it's not the, the guy himself it, it's it's ultimately god um, and if if your call is from god then you know sooner or later you will um, have to be obedient you can't run like jonah um, you'll have to answer that call
0: sure there was a famous not famous but the post by one, one of my favorite rock stars oh. <laughs> john, john cooper was like, oh yeah it. and he came out the post saying make pastors uncool again <laughs> in the fact, in, in the fact, I said that the best pastor I knew. You never, you never would have heard of someone that I was. You know, yeah, when I was at definitely. college, who prayed for me, who pointed me towards Christ. You know, not yeah. a pastor, not on a, on a mega stage, not on the mm. a massive trumpet. It I shouldn't take a rock star to have to say
1: that. Like we should all be saying this. We should all, you know, the, our pastors and leaders should be
0: saying this as well. Exactly. You know, we've got it's, we've got to be shaken up. Mm-hmm. We need to be shaken up. You know what Moses said. Go on, what did what Moses say? Moses
1: wrote, and he wrote this about himself. Now, Moses was more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what God did to Moses? Do you know what God did to his bones after he died? Because Moses, Moses, if you recall, couldn't, couldn't go to the promised land because, because he sinned. And yeah. God, you know, because he knew what the Israelites are like, he knows, he knows what man is like. God removed his his dead body, took his bones, and they were like, you yeah, know, they've never been found. I, I'm pretty sure people have looked and people maybe even still look. You know, there's, there's all kinds of weird and wacky people out there who like, claim to have <laughs> discovered, you know, Moses' tooth or, you know, so-and-so's...
0: Yeah, of course. Leg
1: bone. Um, but, you know, the, you know what happened was God took those things away because he knows what they're like. He knows what we're like with that first commandment Thou shall have no other gods before me he knows that we we love because you know, that's the essence of sin right and we're sinful creatures the essence of sin is putting ourselves or something else above god you know yeah. it's, it's rebelling rebelling against god it's not giving him the the glory and honor and praise that he by rights should have and that you know that's something that we should all be challenged about because you know we we don't realise how sinful we are. We don't realise how obsessed we are with all these iridescent bubbles that float around in our world and in our own minds and in our own lives. Um so we just need to Yeah, fix our eyes on Christ. <laughs>
0: exactly. I think the key message of this podcast, this one this this one this evening, is don't fixate your eyes on man. Fixate on Christ. He is the one looked to for guidance. He's one to look to for, for wisdom, for everything is in Christ. He speaks for our preachers, he does, but it's him we need to look, keep our eyes on. To him be the glory, for now and forever. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and with that, we'll say goodnight for now. Uh, but thank you very much for listening. We hope that you will enjoy this podcast. Please do let us know what topics you want to hear us cover. But until next time, thank you very much for listening and God bless.